This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His graces? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed? Are you washed in the blood? In the blood? In the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white? In the blood of the Lamb Lay aside the garments that are stained with sin And be washed in the blood of the Lamb There's a fountain flowing for the soul unclean Oh, be washed in the blood of the Lamb Are you washed? Are you washed? In the blood In the blood In the soul-cleansing blood of the Spotless are they white as snow Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Some glad morning when this life is over I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore I'll fly away Just a few more weary days and then I'll fly away To a land where joy shall never end I'll fly away Yeah, I'll fly away, oh glory I'll fly away And when I die, hallelujah, by and by This is La Eton Why Believe. Today's topic is delusion or reality. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. What has been the biggest event in world history so far? Was it the invention of the computer by Conrad Zeus, 1910 to 1995? Was it the discovery of America in 1492 by Christopher Columbus? 
or was it the first landing of a man on the moon on July 21, 1969 by Neil Armstrong? He was the first inhabitant of the Earth to set foot on the lunar surface and said the pithy words, that's one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. All these events were very significant, but they do not stand out from the event that we want to reflect on today. It is the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. This event has a connection to every person on this earth. Echoing Neil Armstrong saying, we can put it, the resurrection was the greatest step ever taken for mankind, but it is also the one that is most doubted. Critical Objections to the Resurrection Throughout history, people have repeatedly spoken out against believing in the resurrection of the dead. I would like to mention five critical voices. First, the Sadducees. Already a group of pious men approached Jesus to oppose the resurrection of the dead. They challenged him with a catch question. Matthew 22, verse 22 to 33. If seven brothers marry the same woman, one after the other, and she eventually dies herself, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? Jesus refuted their objection by saying that marriage no longer exists beyond the line of death and added the brain teaser by quoting Exodus 3, verse 6. I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. But since Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had died, they must consequently rise from the dead, because God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Matthew 22, verse 32b. Second, Martin Heidegger. The well-known German philosopher Martin Heidegger did not base his arguments concerning the resurrection on faith, and yet he made an important statement. If Jesus of Nazareth is risen from the dead, then all scientific knowledge is only provisional. He consequently concluded, if it is really true that Jesus of Nazareth rose from the dead, then we have imposed an unjustifiable limit on ourselves with our scientific thinking. Third, Rudolf Augenstein. Rudolf Augenstein, the editor of the largest German news magazine, Der Spiegel, was asked the question shortly before his death, Do you believe in God? To which he replied, No, I don't believe in the resurrection of any dead person, and then I don't have to deal with it any further. When I'm gone, I'm gone. What a fatal mistake. Fourth, pastor in a preaching emergency. It was just before Easter when I started talking to a pastor. He explained to me that when it comes to Easter, I get into a preaching emergency, as he called it. As a pastor, he did not believe in the resurrection of Jesus. Fifth, Die Zeit. The weekly newspaper Die Zeit headlined some time ago in the Eastern edition, number 16, April 8, 2009, with the following bar headline. The most incredible story in the world. Nothing sounds less likely than the resurrection of Jesus. Eyewitness of the Resurrection God could have made us proclaim through a prophet, The resurrection of Jesus has happened. I brought him back from death. That would have brought even more doubters to the scene than is already the case. But God didn't. Jesus does not let his resurrection be proclaimed by words, but he proves it himself by showing himself directly several times in different places and on different occasions. In the New Testament we are told 15 times by eyewitnesses that they experienced Jesus as the risen and living. Some of these eyewitnesses accounts are commented on here. First, Mary Magdalene, John 20, verse 1-18. Very early on, 
Easter Sunday, she makes her way to the tomb of Jesus. Arriving in the garden where Jesus' tomb is infiltrated, she is so frightened that she bursts into tears. Who had rolled away the heavy stone in front of the tomb opening? The tomb is empty. She is overcome with great fear, and she runs to the inn where Peter and John are staying. They immediately make their way to the grave. John arrives first, completely out of breath, followed by Peter. Mary Magdalene is far behind Peter. John approaches the tomb and looks inside. Without going inside, he sees that there are only burial shrouds in the empty tomb. When Mary Magdalene reached the tomb, Peter and John were already gone. She goes into the grave and now realizes with horror that the tomb is empty. Suddenly, she sees two angels dressed in bright white where Jesus had been lying, one at the head, the other at the feet. They ask, Why are you crying? She answers in tears, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. John twenty first thirteen. She turns her head and suddenly sees a man standing in front of her. She thinks that he might be the gardener when he asks, Why are you crying? Whom are you seeking? John twenty verse fifteen. Even his voice does not remind her at first. Did you take him away? Tell me where he is, she inquires. He then addresses her by name, Mary. That goes straight through her heart. No one had ever pronounced her name in this way. Never before had anyone articulated their salutation as subtly as he had. Now it was cl quite clear who was standing in front of her. It is Jesus who rose from the dead. She thus became the very first witness of Jesus' resurrection. Second, two disciples on the way to Emmaus, Luke 24, verse 13-31. Jesus meets two disciples on the way from Jerusalem to Emmaus. He uses the Bible to explain to them the meaning of his suffering and eats with them. They recognize him by the way he breaks the bread. Third, the eleven disciples, John 20, verse 26 to 28. Eight days after Easter, Jesus appears again to the eleven disciples. This time Thomas is also there. Jesus allows himself to be touched by Thomas in order to overcome his unbelief. Reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. John 20, verse 27 to 28. Thomas recognizes Jesus as his God. Fourth, the seven disciples. John 21, verse 1 to 22. Jesus appears to the seven of the first appointed disciples at the Sea of Galilee when they returned to from an unsuccessful fishing trip. Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. At his word, they catch 153 fish, and Jesus eats with them. Fifth, the eleven disciples on a mountain in Galilee. Matthew 28, verse 16 to 20. Jesus appears to the eleven disciples in Galilee, commissions them to carry out a worldwide mission, and promises them his presence until the end of the world. Go ye therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to keep everything what I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Matthew 28, verse 19-20 Sixth, five hundred brothers. From the greatest simultaneous witnessing we have seen in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 6 reports, after that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, most of whom are still alive today, but some have fallen asleep. Seventh, even after the ascension, Jesus showed himself as the risen one several times. 
When Stephen is stoned to death for his faith in Jesus, he is allowed to look at heaven from this place and see Jesus. Stephen looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Acts 7 verse 55 to 56 Important historians have called the resurrection of Jesus Christ the most certain historical statement of antiquity. For example, the renowned scholar Professor Thomas Arnold, 1795-1842, author of the three-volume work History of Rome and Chair of Modern History at Oxford, wrote, I know of no fact in the history of mankind that is proven in a fair examination by better and more complete evidence of all kinds than the great sign that God has given us, namely that Christ died and rose again from the dead. Even the skeptic and songwriter Wolf Biermann described the resurrection as the hardest currency on the markets of hopes. What significance does the resurrection of Jesus have for us? First, God's word proves to be truth. With the resurrection of Jesus, all statements from the prophetic word of the Old Testament relating to his resurrection have been abruptly fulfilled. Thus, the prophet Isaiah in chapters 53 verse 8 to 9 and 11 points to the death of Jesus to his tomb and his resurrection. For he is torn away from the land of the living because he was plagued by the iniquity of my people and he was given his grave with the wicked and evildoers when he died although he did no wrong and there was no deceit in his mouth. Because his soul has struggled he will see the light and have the fullness. As can be shown elsewhere, the Bible is the only book in world history that bears the divine seal of truth. Second, through the resurrection of Jesus, God has acknowledged the sacrifice of His Son made at Calvary. Nothing else, neither His own works nor any religion, is capable of erasing our sins. Only the shed blood of Jesus on the cross on Calvary is the only effective cleanser. 1 Peter 1 verse 19 Third, the resurrection of Jesus as a basis. The resurrection of Jesus is also the basis for our resurrection and the guarantee that we too will attain eternal life through him because this is how he promised it. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me shall live even if he dies and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. John 11 verse 25 to 26 Fourth, the resurrection is the cornerstone of our savings faith. Without the fact of the resurrection, any proclamation would be in vain. But if Christ is not resurrected, our preaching is in vain. Your faith is also in vain. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 17 After a long discussion with a Muslim, he asked me the specific question. If someone could prove to you that Jesus was not risen at all, would your faith be gone? Then I answered him clearly and unevocably, Yes, if Jesus was not resurrected, then millions of people have gone astray, and all services and prayers have been in vain. All commitment to the kingdom of God was meaningless. All the martyrs, for Jesus' sake, then died in vain. Then death would really be the end of everything. Then the atheists and evolutionary theorists would have been right. But Jesus is risen, and that is why every sermon is worthwhile and every service in the name of Jesus is worthwhile. Faith in Jesus certainly saves. Fifth, death is defeated. Whoever believes in Jesus has finally solved the problem of death. 
Paul describes Jesus' victory over death in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 54-55 and 57. Death is devoured by victory. Death wears your victory. Death wears your sting. But thank God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Sixth, with the events of the resurrection, God has shown us reality that goes far beyond our world of experience of space and time. Our three-dimensional world is not the whole reality. Jesus testified to us of the reality of eternity. What does the resurrection of Jesus mean to you? Everyone who turns to Jesus in prayer, lays down his sins with him and entrusts his life to him, is freed from all guilt, burden and receives from him the gift of eternal life. He has firmly promised not to reject anyone who comes to him. The one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. John 6 verse 37b There is no other way to the kingdom of heaven than through Jesus. Acts 4 verse 12 Seize the eternal life to which you too are called. 1 Timothy 6 verse 12 This was Liaison Why Believe. Tune in to me at the same time and the same place next week.
This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.